Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. This is a replay of our DPI News and Notes show that we do every Tuesday over on Facebook. To see my smiling face, find us on Facebook at DPI Podcast or on YouTube at the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Now enjoy this episode after a short ad from our friends at Anchor. Matt with the DPI podcast. It is Tuesday, August the 30th, and we are live on Tuesday nights. And I really need to um, update that like button down at the bottom because we've gotten about 40 new subscribers over on YouTube since the last time that we went live. So we are up over 160 subscribers on YouTube. Thank you all for everybody for subscribing, for uh, views over there. For liking videos, everything that you guys are doing over there, it's pretty awesome. And then if you notice up over here, we've got a Twitch follower goal. We're trying to get to 10 Twitch followers this month. Um, if you haven't followed us over on Twitch and you are on the Twitch platform, definitely think about that. Um, you can follow us, not necessarily take the notifications, but we'd love to get to 10 followers in August. If you can, that'd be great. Um, if we don't, we'll put it to 15 for next month and see what we got. Um, but thank you everybody for jumping on tonight and listening to me ramble about Disney news, uh, talk about Disney videos, things that are going on around the parks. Um, Peter and I pre-recorded a top three for tonight and we've got a pretty good question on the Reddit machine about park hopping at Walt Disney World. So, um, before we get going too far, 
Antonio Fernandez Alvarez. Thank you for subscribing over on YouTube. You are our most recent subscriber that at least has made yourself public. Thank you very much for subscribing over on the YouTube channel. And let's talk about our favorite YouTube videos from the week. So if you have been on the channel um, in the last week, you have seen the Magic Happens Disneyland Parade get about 8,000 views. It's been awesome. The other uh, video that has done well is Mickey and Minnie's Very Merry Memory Stage Show. And then we have got our first DPI Top 3 episode out, and it is on snack stands. And if you don't know what we're doing with this, it's pretty cool. We are doing a random draw, best of, worst of segment uh, around the parks. And it's it's been fun. We've done two of them. We did one last week. We did one last night that you'll see tonight. Both of them have been really fun. Very, very different topics. Like I said, last week was snack stands. This week, well, you'll see here in about 10 minutes what our episode was for this week um another another really really good one so um let's get into a little bit of the news um first thing first things first tusker house you know that's one of our favorites we talk about it a lot on the show when it comes to favorite dining around the parks tusker house over at animal kingdom always makes that list it is a fantastic place gives you good staples your bacon your eggs your potatoes that kind of stuff gives you some stuff that you can go kind of outside of the traditional palette with with like the uh, the curried eggs and stuff like that and then um you get characters there as well so you get donald mickey goofy and daisy in their uh safari attire which is which is really really fun so since COVID, they have been, since they've been open since COVID, they have been a family style restaurant. They bring everything out to your table. But as of November 1st, they will be back to a buffet. And the buffet at Tusker House is really nice because it still offers all of those different flavors. So you will have your staples around the outside and in the middle, you will have your exotic flavors type stuff. Um, so really, really good food, really fun characters, uh, just like most of your other character dining locations. You have the little song and dance that they do and all that kind of stuff. Um, but a really good time. So Tusker House is going back to a buffet though, which is really cool. You know, I lamented when Crystal Palace went to a back to a buffet because the family style with the entree pick was so good. Tusker House, on the other hand, going back to a buffet, I don't have much of a problem with. Um, it, it, you get the same food just on the buffet. So yeah, it's uh, really, really, really good news. Um, just something else that's kind of going back to normal. Um, let's go over Disney Cruise Line real quick, because Disney Cruise Line announced something that we thought they were going to announce last month that they decided to announce this week. And it has to do with COVID testing. So we thought that they would 
removed the testing needs for fully vaccinated guests the last time that they made a change in this platform. Um, and they didn't. They just changed the date from having to be fully vaccinated 5 and up to 12 and up. Well, now testing is gone if you're fully vaccinated. Um, so no longer will need the second test at the terminal uh, prior to or at embarkation day. So it says for sailings aboard the Disney Dream, Disney Fantasy, Disney Wish, and Disney Wonder beginning September 23rd, 2022, and Disney Magic beginning November 7th, 2022, all fully vaccinated guests will no longer be required to complete a second COVID-19 test at the terminal on embarkation day. Um, and there's, there's actually more to this. Guests who are not fully vaccinated must continue providing proof of negative COVID tests taken one to three days before the sale date. However, guests who are not fully vaccinated will no longer be required to complete a second test at the terminal on embarkation day. So basically what this says is this will have to be for fully vaccinated guests only. Pretty interesting. Um, like I said, I think this was something that they thought was going to happen last week or last month. And it just got pushed back. Now, on top of this, we have a lot of DVC members that are on the Wonder DVC trip to Alaska. So, Disney Cruise Lines has a couple of DVC member cruises each year. Um, this year, one of them was to Alaska. It boarded yesterday in Vancouver. There have been a lot of tugboat strikes <laughs> in Vancouver. So it actually didn't leave port on time. It, it left port quite a bit later than it was supposed to. Um, but there was no distance on character meet and greets. So hug, high five, fist bump. Um, hold hands with your favorite characters on Disney Cruise Lines now. So I think that's a huge step in the right direction. And I think that's really the last big hurdle the cruise lines had to get back to normal. Um, so that that's cool. So again, no no embarkation day testing for fully vaccinated guests. No distancing on character meet and greets as of yesterday um, is where we were seeing it on the Wonder. I would imagine it's like that on basically all of the other ships as well. Um, let's talk about Galactic Star Cruiser. Galactic Star Cruiser has been a very interesting... Uh, topic this year with kind of the pricing that came out that was where we thought it would be but still high for a two night um a two night experience we saw an initial huge surge of popularity we saw it wane a little bit and it's just kind of leveled off it hasn't been spectacular but i think it's really been kind of 
hit and miss for people. Um, just because there's so much Star Wars to do on it. So it, it's, it's been an interesting, an interesting watch to see kind of how this has went. Well, we're getting into year two of the Star Cruiser. And of course, with that being said, reservations need to open up sometime. And they did on August the 20th, August the 25th for Club 33 members and Golden Oak residents. Now, this is going to open up later this year for the general public. So you'll get the DVC, you'll get annual pass holder, and then you'll get general public releases. Um, no major changes in pricing as far as we've heard so far. But some of the experiences, like the captain's table and that kind of stuff, the prices have changed and have all gone up, of course. Um, so... If you are planning on going to the Galactic Star Cruiser, uh, reservations, like I said, will open probably beginning of September for normal guests, AP, D DVC, and general public. Um, reach out to our friends over at Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel, um, and they can they can get you set up. Peter over there has um, has some experience with the Galactic Star Cruiser. If you do have any questions. Da, 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 da. Let's see. Star Cruiser dates through September 30th have been posted online. Officially open for general booking September 1st, but general bookings are already being accepted by phone. So you can you can phone it in as a general booking. You can do it online as of September 1st. Let's see. What else do we have? An interesting rumor. Now, I'm not much for rumors on this show. I like to try and stick to the facts as much as possible. But this is this is a pretty good one. So, there has been a lot of talk about the Splash Mountain re-theme. Especially in accordance to Walt Disney World. Disneyland, it kind of fits with them having a New Orleans Square. And you have Splash Mountain and the re-theme to Tiano's Bayou Adventure. And it makes sense. With Splash Mountain being in Frontierland at Walt Disney World, Tiano's Bayou Adventure just didn't quite fit in. Well, I saw something on Twitter that there was a leaked concept for a Toy Story revamp of Splash Mountain. And this could be completely farcical or satirical. Um, but I've seen it from a couple of different places now. And it, it made me think that this could be a much better fit than Tiana in that part of the park. Now... Before you get all uppity about, well, they should bring Tiana in, blah, 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 blah. They had one. They had Tiana's ice cream social on the Liberty Bell for a while. And they could bring that back. And it would make perfect sense. And then you would have your Tiana in the park. And you would have a Splash Mountain that fit a little bit better in Frontierland. We'll see where that goes. Um, 
both of the pages that I saw posted said that there would be more info at D23, which D23 we'll get to here in a second. Um, and if this is something that actually happens, I think it's pretty wise on Disney because you get rid of a problem and you bring in a fun solution even though it's more IP. And it would have been IP either way, whether I went Tiana or they go Toy Story. So, all right, let's go to D23. D23 is going to be happening not this weekend, but next weekend. And there are a lot of things that are going to be live streamed, which is really cool. So a lot of the panels, if you want to see them, are going to be live streamed on the, I believe it's on the D23 um, website. And you're going to have Disney Legends in Conversation, Disney for Scores podcast, Disney and Marvel, Marvel Game Show Showcase, D23 Expo, The Masquerade 2022, Talking Pets with Vets of National Geographic, Bob's Burgers, Marvel Comics celebrating 40 year, 60 years of The Amazing Spider-Man, Disney's Epic Entertainment Showcase, The Musical, The Extravaganza, extravaganza disney stars trivia showdown making of the disney 100s the exhibition uh the disney parks panel the imagineering panel explore the world with the next generation of national geographic and then disney stars trivia showdown so stuff from each of the three days this is all over on d23.com or d23expo.com you can find all this information and times and all that kind of stuff so if you are interested in seeing that again the parks panel is kind of where I am kind of putting all my my attention for this because I think we're going to get a lot of things out of that parks panel I think we're going to get a very very narrow Tron opening date I think we're going to get a a ballpark figure for the Splash Mountain thing. I think we're going to get a very, very narrowed down Journey of Water, um, Journey of Water opening date. I think we're going to get a Fantasmic at Walt Disney World opening date. We're going to get details on the new Tangled Ride at Paris. We're going to get details on the new land that's taking the place of Galaxy's Edge in Paris. I think there's a lot of things coming out that are very, very interesting in this parks panel. And who knows what surprises could come out of that. So pretty excited about D23, at least the parks part of it this year. Um, really? Oh, no, no, no. I was going to say, that's all I've got for the news. But it's not. Two, two things for... DVC members. So the first one is a big fall incentive if you're buying new or adding on direct up to $4,800 um, in savings. Whether you're buying new points or adding on to what you have. And then the annual pass holder room discount has been announced and it goes all the way up to Christmas Day. We've been telling you that the demand is going to start shrinking at some point. 
We thought it would still be strong through the Halloween season and start to wane off until about the Christmas season, which it's always busy during Christmas. And then first and second quarter next year, watch for the parks to be throwing out big deals because they just can't get the people. Once they get that initial crush, and really, you think about it, September 1st, 2022 is when those park credits expired from covid so if you if you had a park reservation during covid or a park ticket during covid that you weren't able to use you had until tomorrow basically to use it and after tomorrow none of those freebies are there anymore um so i think you're going to see that with the the demand that initial hey, look, we can go back to Disney demand, kind of go away. You're going to get through the holiday season, and then all of a sudden we're going to get back to a more normal schedule when it comes to park crowd, you know, where it's relatively low that middle of January. You get through uh, marathon weekend. It'll be low through February into early March until spring break picks up, and then you'll start seeing the the school breaks pick up so I, I i really think you're gonna see what we're talking about um and we're starting to see it with that early of a holiday discount being released right now only to annual pass holders but i would imagine we see the general public one here in the next week or so so that's it for the news let me go ahead and queue up our Top three intro and our conversation last night with Peter. Business trip. Hey everybody, we are recording this uh, top three a day early because, of course, Peter's got a golf match on Tuesday, so um, we are going to get this knocked out on Monday night, so Mr. Salvadori, how are you doing tonight? I am doing well, how are you? I am doing well as well. Uh, how did the girls do in their meet today? Uh, pretty well, so kind of going into it, uh, we knew if we, you know, if we kind of like played what we were expecting, we'd kind of be in the second to fourth place range, and we finished right in the middle of that at at third place. So, um, pretty happy with that. You know, it was a good day out of the course and, uh, yeah, to, tomorrow or today for all the viewers, I have an away match. So I had a match last week, but it was at home, which is only about half a mile from my house. So I knew <laughs> I could rush, rush, rush and get over there if Matt's stalled a little bit. But today for you viewers, I am away. That means I probably won't walk into the house until eight thirty, nine o'clock tonight. So, you will have already watched this and went, huh, that was a really good top three. Well, one thing that we want to encourage, um, definitely let us know if you guys have any top three ideas. And then also, you know, we're doing this segment as part of um, trying to get some more talk and some more comments and that kind of stuff. So if there's something that we don't mention in the top three that you think should have been on the list, definitely put that in the comments. Put it in the Twitch chat. 
put it wherever you think we're going to see it because we really appreciate all that engagement. So, with that being said, I do have our numbers today. And I'm going to pull one out, oh. and we are going to be doing number seven. Ah, seven. I was feeling seven. I was yeah. going to say 27. So number, number seven on the list is going to this be... This has got to be a relatively easy one compared to <laughs> food stand. All right. So this is going to be restaurants that are worth the money. And you've got 20 seconds starting now. Thinking about taking a trip to Disneyland, Disney World, maybe a Disney cruise, or one of the other amazing Disney destinations? Contact me at Princess of the Mouse, and I'd love to work with you on your itinerary to the most magical places in the world. You can contact Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel on Facebook at P-A-T-M Disney Travel. All right, we're back. <clears throat> that was not 20 seconds. It was 20 seconds. Okay, I wrote them down this time. All well, right. I wrote two of them down. I'll, don't worry, I'll have a third one by the time it's time the third one. <laughs> All right, so what is your number three restaurant that is worth the money? Okay, so at number three, I am going to go with a Magic Kingdom restaurant. I have many, many times, if you watch our content, I have gushed praise for Skipper Canteen. Oh, there you go. Skipper Canteen is 100% worth the money in a park that that absolutely fetishizes Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest, Skipper Canteen is the gem in that park that does not get the love that it deserves. Every dish on that menu is 100% worth uh, the dollars that you pay for it. And that being said, it's also very, very cost effective because most of the dishes do come in in the kind of mid-20s, low-30s price range. And outside of Narcoosie's, Skipper Canteen is the was voted recently, I forget which poll it was, but last year they were voted the number two best restaurant on property in this Food Digest Orlando area thing. Yeah, it was something that the, uh, the Orlando Sentinel did. Yeah, so it was the number two restaurant behind only Narcoosie's. And Narcoosie's is a signature dining experience over at Grand Floridian. So yeah. that's that's high praise. So you are going to have a fantastic meal. It is witty and funny if you like Jungle Cruise, Skipper Canteen. If you have not tried it and you are going back for a trip, you, you are robbing yourself an amazing experience. I send all of my clients there because it is it is my number one Magic Kingdom restaurant. There you go. Um, it, it, it's funny. I was writing these down, and then I realized I, I wrote down three restaurants that we do for breakfast. <laughs> I have a so, breakfast. Yeah. So 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 my number three is Ohana at breakfast. So God, that is so cheap too. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not a high priced one, especially without the characters. When the characters come back, it, it comes back into that forty five to fifty ish dollar range for adults, and then that thirty five dollar range for kids. But um, really good family style meal, as much as you can eat. 
Um, you get that's one of the three places on property that you can get that pog juice. Um, they call it the stitch juice there. So good. And um, it's a great way to start a Magic Kingdom day. You know, a lot of times we'll use Ohana as like a 7 a.m. breakfast, eat there, and then just jump on the mo- the resort monorail and get the Magic Kingdom from there. You can even do that with Epcot. So, you know, it's, it's also a really good jump start as far as getting close to a park and getting ready to go into the park. All right. So let's go to choice number two. All right. Choice number two, I am also going to use a breakfast place, uh, but it is a character breakfast place, and it is my favorite character meal. And apparently Matt has it on his as well. So well, Matt is oh. showing. Oh, it didn't focus. You're not going to see it. Topolino's Terrace is what Matt is trying to show everybody. No. Oh, I, I, really? Well, we disagree. Topolino's Terrace. So never eaten there for, for lunch or dinner. It does turn into a fine dining establishment. But breakfast, oh, my gosh, at Topolino's Terrace is so good. You get the Fab Four of Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Daisy. They're in these, like, artistic inspired Riviera inspired outfits and the food weighing in at like 30 to $40 is beyond worth it. They have such amazing food there. And as all the, all you can eat or as all of them work where they have a set price, it is technically an all you can eat. So I'm a big fan of going in and ordering something off the menu and then getting a side of their Chantilly cream French toast. Oh, <laughs> my word. You want to talk about a fantastic way to start your day. You're up on the top floor of the Riviera Resort. You can step out to the balcony, and you can see the Hollywood Tower Hotel in the distance. If you look out the other side, you can see the Epcot Globe. It is just – it. it to me says – Holy cow, I am on vacation at Disney. I'm having a beautiful breakfast, stepping out on the terrace in the morning breeze, seeing some of the iconic pieces, and seeing the four the four main characters. Um, it is it is absolutely worth every penny you spend for it. Yeah, it, it, it is a fantastic restaurant. Um, what was yours that you were thinking that I was was I that I was grabbing? Chitori Al Forno. Uh, I was. So I thought about adding that. It's funny. Like, as I was writing, I was like, Matt, Matt will, Matt will do something. Yeah. yeah. And, and this this only gets better without the characters. Now, it's it's a great character meal. So you get Rapunzel, Flynn Rider, Ariel, and Prince Eric when it's a character breakfast. But when it's not a character breakfast, they basically slash the prices in half. And for a family of four, you can eat there for 60 bucks. I mean, it is, and it is a ton of food. It is fantastic food. And it's another one of those restaurants that you can get a day started really well into a park because you're on the boardwalk and you can walk right to Epcot or you can get on one of the friendship boats and go to Hollywood Studios. Just a great location for this restaurant. Um, Italian flair for breakfast. I love getting... You know, they have an omelet that comes with the Sunday sauce, which is actually a marinara sauce, which is fantastic on eggs if you've never had it. Um, 
but they have fantastic pancakes. They've got great drinks there. Uh, just a really, really good, good restaurant. And right now, like I said, without the characters, it is, it is one of the best values on, on property. So, hmm. it, it is very exactly like you said. We we went there a couple of trips ago, and when the bill came, I was like shocked. Mm-hmm. In a, in a like a ridiculously pleasant way. For sure. All right, let's go to number one. All right, with see, I I had one and then I switched, and honestly, I probably should have put Skipper Canteen and Topolino. So I don't know if these are rated in any specific order but i'm doing i'm doing a buy one get one free right okay so i'm trying to keep us in the parks a little bit more because we've been kind of hotel centric so you know i had my magic kingdom one i'm gonna do a buy one get one free at hollywood studios and bring up 50s prime time and sci-fi because they're so they're both just like awesome Comfort food, 50s primetime hitting the... I said it, buy one, get one. I said we, buy we, one, get hey, one. We, we said last week... We, I understand. It's three. I, buy one, I, I know, but I bought one and got one free. So, Because, if you'll let me finish my point, like, because at, at 50s primetime, you get meatloaf and chicken, and over at Sci-Fi, you get chicken sandwiches and burgers. It's just like all good, all-American food. Regardless of which one you pick, the meals are going to come in in the $20 to $30 price range. You're going to get a fantastic burger or sandwich, or you're going to get fantastic home cooking. The environment is kind of unique. You're sitting out at a 60s drive-in black and white horror film, or you're sitting in mom's kitchen. And and it is just, they are both, I'm, I'm bundling them because we're going to get fantastic home cooking American food and the price doesn't hurt your wallet too much. And if I have to choose between a $25 burger at Sci-Fi or a $25 meatloaf in comparison to the $15 plates that I can grab at any of the quick services like Backlot or ABC Commissary, like I want to spend that extra $10 because now I ate something that is just really noteworthy and memorable in a, in a really unique environment. Yeah, and I kind of went the same way with, like, an American style. But I, I stayed outside the parks again, and I went to Steakhouse 71. Um, a, for breakfast, again, another great breakfast, great food, good price on the food, great place to start. But even as you go through the day, um, since it changed from the Wave to Steakhouse 71, they've added some high-end options on the steak side, but still offer burgers and sandwiches and, and all kinds of other medium priced food um, that is really, really good. Um, so this is on the main floor right next to the check-in area at Contemporary. Um, and just a, a, a really good complement to California Grill up on the top floor. So, you know, if you're going to go buy one, get one, I'm going to go buy one, get one too. Cause I actually crossed out California grill. That's fair. But I don't think during the 50th, it's worth the money. I agree. Cause I did it during the 50th. <clears throat> it was my, they dropped was, a lot of stuff off. Good. The food was good. Oh it my. Was. 
gosh, I had terrible service. I, it is the worst service I've ever received at a Disney restaurant. So I can't hold it against the restaurant or the food. Yeah, it just, for me, I feel like when, when the 50th came, they kind of cut down the portion sizes. They took some things off the menu and said, okay, we're going to make this a special menu for the 50th. Once the 50th is gone, so April 1st of next year, it moves right back up there on this list to be one of those restaurants. So I'll have to try it again. Yep. We, we've gone we've gone outside the 50th, had fantastic meals there, and it is worth what you spend to get a good meal at Disney restaurants. So don't let don't let price tags su- not surprise you but shock you. I just lost Peter. Peter is gone. No, it's just, <laughs> it just keeps. Um, no, this time but don't not. let the, don't let the price tag shock you on some of the stuff because the food and the culinary experience at some of these Disney restaurants is absolutely fantastic. I mean, we can go on and on and on and rave about La Cellier and Citrico's and. So you're cheating again. Yeah. I mean, but, we both cheated a little. We did both. <laughs> but when you're looking at spending money on food at Disney, there's a lot of different ways to do it. And don't be afraid of some of those higher priced restaurants because they are worth the money in most cases. Well, this was a crazy hard list for sure, because you know, like you grabbed three resort restaurants. I grabbed a resort restaurant and then tried to push myself into the parks. It's kind of like the, the snack cart conversation from last week. I didn't even be. I didn't even think about Epcot. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm like, okay, where are my three best value? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> I was. I, I can't. We're just running. We're running strong. We're just running. Whatever we <laughs> like, I didn't even. Again, I started to think like, oh, maybe I'll mention Beer Garden, or oh, maybe I'll mention, you know. Um, Rosen Crown, but then I was like, nah, I'm not even gonna mention Epcot because like it's not fair to mention Epcot and not mention eight things at Epcot, you know? Yeah, yeah. So and and then like even on Animal Kingdom side, like one hundred percent Yak and Yeti is by far worth every dime you spend at it. But mm-hmm. like, but also <laughs> on the on the flip side of that, Flame Tree Barbecue is worth eight too. That doesn't count though, because Flame Tree Barbecue is a quick service. I took your comment as sit down restaurants only. Yeah, I was I had I had Gaston's on here and and crossed it off and Cali Grill. So alright. Well Peter, thanks for jumping on for the segment. Um hopefully the girls do well tonight in their match and uh we will talk to you probably doing the same thing for the show next week because you've got I think you've got another away one for the sixth. So no, I think I maybe. I think I think I might be done then. I think it was the two weeks in a row was last week and this week, but then I oh, Okay, okay. Well week. that that would work out well. Yeah, we'll figure it out though. Alright, sounds good. Well thanks for coming on with us. Absolutely. No, it was great to have Peter on last night and and get that top three recorded. Again, if you guys do have any ideas for fun, off-the-wall top threes that you want to see us debate? Um, 
We're going to be putting up a form on the website. It is down there right now, patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning. Um, we'll have a form up there and you guys can suggest top threes and also what's going to be the last segment of the new show. And it's crazy to think the new show starts next week. Um, we're going to be doing customer, client, Disney questions from around the internet. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so this week's question comes from Reddit. And we tend to tend to go over to Reddit. So if you're a Reddit user, you can jump over there and check out some of the things that we're seeing as well. Um, this is uh, Disney in a Day with Park Hoppers. So I, I was really intrigued to see where this question was going to go. And it says, hi, needing your advice to plan a trip. My daughter, wife, and I are going to the parks at the end of September. How would you maximize your time? We don't go often, so we want to make it count. I was thinking Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and Magic Kingdom. We did Epcot last year for the Frozen ride, and that was a mistake. In uh, parentheses, food and wine. So probably going to skip that this year. I guess my real question is, what time of day is best to each, hit each of the three parks I listed? Which one should we start at? So, pretty generic question. I was like, where is this going? Where is this going? And then I get down into the comments and they go, yeah, we're going to try and do this all in one day. And I was like, okay. So, I wanted to take this question as, as a public service announcement to say, don't do this. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> If you're just going to go to the parks for one day, pick a park, pick the things you want to do at that park, make sure you do those things. Because you are going to waste two hours going from park to park. I don't care what mode of transportation you use. Because by the time you get to that mode of transportation, you get on that mode of transportation, you get over to the other park in that mode of transportation, and you get back into the other park, you have wasted too much time already. If you're only going for a day, pick a park and stay there. And that's the answer to this week's question. You got a question you want us to answer? Drop it in the chat, put it in the comments below. Um, let us know via the website because we're here to help. We want to make your trips as fun as possible. So let us know where you want the help. But I'm going to close it out. Thank you guys all for watching, listening, everything that you guys do. Um, I appreciate it a lot. Next week, big new show. It's going to be really cool. I'm really excited. Um, this week, you should see both last week's episode and this week's episode of the podcast. On the audio side, we're going to drop the top threes after we stop start the new show next week. So you'll see three top threes on the audio side next week. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So thank you guys all for watching. And see you on the flip side, Willie. But Peter jumped on yesterday to do the top three segment. Really cool if you're into having fun ranking Disney things. Check it out.
you're trying to find us on social media on Facebook at DPI Podcast, over on Twitter at Disney Insights, and YouTube is the best place to check us out right now. The Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Having a lot of fun over there. Over 40,000 views and going strong. watching listening everything that you guys do have a wonderful week and we will see you with the new dpi live show next week bye now